This is really cool. A lot of people have been waiting for this. She's been waiting for it. Her hair is trimmed. Her outfit has been purchased. Her set is memorized. Sort of. Sort Look out, of. Winnipeg. Because the bad girl of comedy who many people, by the way, have secretly told me, not so secretly anymore, is the nicest person in comedy. Wow. Is here for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Nikki Payne, wow. welcome. Oh, Well, good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Just yesterday, Kay Trevor Wilson. Uh-huh. Was telling he couldn't stop talking to me about the salt of the earth that you are. Really? Yes. Oh well, that's lovely. I know, but this this is, you know, uh, I find that what happens a lot, and you might be able to talk about this, like Gilbert Gottfried, for instance. Yes. We get a certain idea of what comedians are like on stage, and we project that onto their regular personality. Exactly. But it's not so, and not necessarily so. Some some comedians, you know, you just see sort of a heightened version of them, mm-hmm. and then there's other comedians such as myself, in which you see a heightened, heightened heightened version. It's so honest. It's still, Mm -hmm. I still am saying something directly from my heart, but I'm saying it, you know, in a way that, you know, I can't behave in in real life. I like that you you don't call it an alter ego. You call it a heightened version. Yes. an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, because I'm not playing a character. Mm -hmm. I am, uh, it is very honest. Mm -hmm. It is how I feel inside sometimes, Mm -hmm. that level of rage that level of angst. Yeah, I'd be fired if I let that inside out. Exactly. I can't. You can't talk like that. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't be hanging out at the mall and Mm -hmm. behaving that way. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll get kicked out. Donald Trump talks like that. Well, you know what? It'll either get you kicked out (laughs) or it'll make you a millionaire, billionaire, whatever he is. Well, look where you are right now because someone whose whole career started as, I venture to say, from what I've read, a fluke, And then you are just now, April 1st, Massey Hall, Gilbert Gottfried hosting, you're headlining. How does that feel to go from fluke to fame? I I don't know. I I can't believe this is my life. To be perfectly honest, I can't believe this is my life. Mm -hmm. And and at 40 years old, you'd think that after 17 years of doing this, that it would get old, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'd be like, meh. But I'm so like, I'm, I'm very grateful you know, I, I just, yeah, I, that's the word. I, I know I, I should probably come up with a more exciting word, but I am truly grateful that, you know, that at 40 people still, you know, after 17 years of this, people are still paying money to hear me say silly things and that I get to do things like Massey Hall. And I get to pay, like, my mortgage. I get to, like make my living just being silly. How did this all start? Because it is, you were a mascot and next thing you know, you're on stage with Gilbert Godfrey. It was a, well, I'm not next thing. I was in my <laughs> I 20s. I fast it a little twi- bit. <laughs> in my 20s when I, yeah. Maybe not that Calm down, Dahlia. Calm down. But, uh, but yeah, I was, a, I was, it was, it was total fluke. I, I was a mascot in college. I was the hawk. And I was very entertaining, apparently. So someone said, hey, there's a stand-up comedian coming to our campus. Did your hawk speak? No, but I was just crazy. Picture what I do on stage. I'll go, "Ah!" but a bird. And basically, <laughs> like, that was the beginning of who I am on stage. And, uh, and yeah, I, I you know, I, I went up and did five minutes of probably horrible comedy. Mm-hmm. And 
young that comedian, Simon B. Carter, who's probably been to this festival many, many times, uh, said, I see something. And I think you should give this a try. And a year later, I worked up the nerve and I went to Toronto and I gave comedy a try. And then, then you kept fast trying. fast forward to today, mm-hmm. sitting here at AM680. Nikki Payne, if you're just joining us, is sharing how she started in comedy. She's here in Winnipeg for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. And you would never think that someone who has a lisp who's in a hawk costume would end up turning into this big name comedian who people pay money to see, but you have. It just goes to show that you never know what the universe has in store for you until you just sort of open yourself up and go, okay, life, show me. That's so funny because Gail Vaz Oxlade, I don't know if you know her TV host on different shows, Till Debt Do Us Part, Princess, Money Moron. Okay, yeah. She said the exact same thing. And one day when she was at just a rock bottom place in her mind, she said, she literally said out loud while she was doing laundry, hanging her clothes on a wire, like, universe, what do you have for me? Give me something. And she goes back into her house, has a call from a TV producer for one of the shows. Wow. So that's the message right now. We got, what show would you like to do, Nikki? Yell it. You'll get it. The Nikki Payne in her living room in her pajamas show. I like that you didn't actually yell it because I know your capabilities of yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and I know the capabilities of I'm these microphones. I'm very close to the microphone and I don't want to hurt people's ears while we're driving. But you know what I think when when I look at your career and you talk about how you've been in it for this many years and you've grown so much in it, but how grounded you are. You know, somebody who's worked in Toronto, worked in L.A., you still go around to do all this stuff. You're just on stage with, with Gilbert Gottfried, and we'll get some information about that in just a bit. But you came home from L.A., this is a few years back, mm-hmm. to help your dad. Well, yeah, my dad, uh, my dad needed a kidney. Mm-hmm. Just so happens I had two. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so my dad's uh, rolling around uh, on spare parts. But this is, see, this is, this is part of what I think when comedians tell me what a great person you are. You're, I think it comes down to family and you're very grounded in your family. And I wonder how much a part of your career has your family support been? Like, how important has your family been to your career? Oh, uh, great, actually. Because um, it was my parents that said to me when I was, you know, when I was young and saying, I think this is something I'd like to try, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, they were like, you don't have any kids. You don't have any responsibilities other than to yourself right now. Mm-hmm. Try it. Like, I was so shocked. They were scared for me because I didn't live in a family where there was artists that made livings off their art. You know, I I was very a blue collar family where you went to a job at a place and you work there for 30 years and then you get your retirement. And uh, so they knew nothing of this world, but they were like, try it, you know, because, you know, you'll only regret it if you don't. And so I thought that was really cool of them, right? Because they could have been, they could have been the other way. They could have been so fearful for me that they put that fear on me and I might have never did it. What did you think you were going to do? I was going to school to be a recreation, a therapeutic recreational, like a recreational therapist, like basically working nursing homes and uh, and uh, provide recreation for the elderly. 
Now you provide recreation in a different way. I would have been awesome. I would have been awesome. I think that you should do a show on that. You talk about Nikki in her pajamas in her living room. I think that maybe you should do a show like that. Well, let's write it. Let's do it. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. They'll take it. Yeah, I think it would be. I I I do think I would have. Like, if I had stayed with it, I think I would have been a pretty wicked activity director at a nursing home. This woman is going to be taking stage at Winnipeg's Comedy Festival. She is known as the bad girl of comedy, but she is a very good girl. <laughs> Nikki Payne, you do. Like I talk about, you know, oh, you give your dad a kidney, blah blah blah. You leave L.A. to go and give your dad a kidney, and. You help out with um, you were you've been you've helped in the past with About Face, an organization that sh- supports people with facial differences. You do a mm-hmm. lot of work with the SPCA. We just did a fundraiser in uh, in Moncton, where near where I live, Moncton, New Brunswick, and uh, we raised with uh, ticket sales and uh, donations. We did a comedy show. We raised eighteen grand. My goodness! Yeah, that's a lot of cat food. That for for being funny, yeah. I got to tell jokes. We raised some money. Some people donated some money. It worked out great. Did you like the the power that comedians have, and not just the power that comedians have, but how comedians use their power whenever there's a problem, whenever there's a, a need for help, assistance. I always find that comedians are among the first to step up. Oh yeah, no, I think I think comedians are pretty good people. I mean. I think people in general are are good. I I believe in the you know the the better nature of most people. Mm-hmm. I realize that there's bad out there. I totally get it. But there's way more good than there's bad, and that's the same thing with comedians. Like you know, you, you might get the odd person that's got an ego issue, but in general, comedians are good people. How surprised are people when? They meet you for the first time and they see this completely different side than the bad girl you present on stage. Uh, you know what? I think it's a mix of shock and relief. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think like, I, it rarely is a disappointment, you know, because I think people generally get it. That it's like, okay, well, she couldn't be like that all the time. She would be annoying. You have to keep, and I, I yeah. don't know how you could have that sort of energy constantly. No, I wouldn't want to be around myself like that all the time, you know. How do you build up the, en- the amount of energy? Like if you're having a bad day or if you're tired and you've got to go on stage, how do, where do you find that energy? It's way easier when I'm having a bad day. Yeah. When I'm having a bad day, then I just want to forget about my bad day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so great. It's going to be an escape for however long I'm on stage, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then the energy really comes from I'm frightened. <laughs> It's, are you scared before you go on stage? It's scary to go on stage. You don't know if people are going to, you know, it's a toss of a coin. One night they love you, the next night they hate you. You know, and when you're trying out new stuff, like are they going to like it or are they not going to like it? It's frightening to get up in front of a bunch of strangers and tell jokes and hope they laugh. What is the worst gig you've ever had, Nikki? On a boat. I love how how quickly you oh, answered. Oh, no, I know the answer. It was on a boat in Toronto Harbor. There was a meal, uh, a comedy show and a meal. I was not these people's cup of tea. And I wasn't experienced enough where now I could turn it around and at least not make mm-hmm. it turn into like, you know, a ball of fire, you know, but I didn't have that experience. So I just told the dirty poo jokes that I had and they just hated me more 
more and more and more. And then I was stuck. I was trapped on a boat. Trapped on a boat with people that hate me. All right. So what's your best gig you've ever had? There's too many to tell. Just too many. Well, how about this most recent one with Gilbert Gottfried? That was a lot of fun. That that must have been a dream. That was a lot of fun. Super exciting. Uh, he's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of shy, but very, very nice. quiet. Very quiet. Very and, and he was, his wife is lovely. He was here. He's off air with me, and he's talking. So sweet. Yeah. On air, it was all sexual innuendo and penis talk. <laughs> and that. <laughs> and that. Except his laughs are way louder. That's funny. Yeah, no, his, his wife is, seems delightful. I mean, I didn't, you know, become best friends with them or anything mm-hmm. like that, but they seem like lovely folks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, and then I got to hang out with a bunch of friends in Toronto. We went to this old Irish pub that we used to do open mics at. Nikki Payne is in town for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, and she's known for being brash and loud and bad, but she really is one of the sweetest, and I'm going to talk about that secretly uh, from now on, like all the comedians talk about that with me. It's not a secret anymore. It's not a secret anymore. We've let it out. (laughs) So here you are, a girl from Sackville. Sackville, Nova Scotia. Sackville, Nova Scotia. And then I see a picture of you online, you know, just hanging out with Jeannie Becker. Uh, it's not Jeannie Becker. Who was that? That's my best friend, Kate. She's a Your best really friend looks like Jeannie Becker. She gets that a lot. She gets oh that a lot. Oh, my goodness. you're crazy. She looks just like Jeannie Becker. No. No, no, no. I've never met Jeannie Becker, but uh, I am best friends with a reasonably hand-drawn facsimile. You got to do a show with her. <laughs> Where you interview her as Jeannie Becker and you do like a fashion television spoof. She has such a funny YouTube show called, uh, um, it, it's called Best Before. Mm-hmm. And it is super funny and goofy, a little dirty, so don't watch it at, at work. But uh, yeah. You know uh, that everybody is now going to watch it at work at because work, you said don't watch said it at don't work. Don't watch it at work. So if I can be where you lose your jobs. Um, but no, it's just a little cheeky. It's not terrible. But uh, watch it when the boss isn't around. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's before on YouTube. It's super funny. Does she sound like Jeannie Becker? No. Oh, because I was thinking of a whole new career for her. No. Right now. No. And she looks like a young Jeannie Becker. Like she looks like a Yeah, yeah. I just I just thought that that yeah. uh, she had Fashion plastic surgery. That's all I thought. It's like Jeannie Becker's looking good. Or also online, everybody puts filters on their photos. Exactly, right? yeah. So when you put a filter on your photo, all of a sudden you don't even all look like you're gorgeous. Person. That yeah. made sense to me. Yeah. Okay, no. so she doesn't get to hang out That's with Jeannie amazing. Becker. She's going to love that. I can't wait to tell her that she got another Jeannie Becker. In Winnipeg? Yeah. Who's the, who's, who's the person that you met who's blown your mind the most? Because you have the opportunity to meet people that not everybody gets to meet on a regular basis. Wow, that's a hard one. I ask the tough questions, Nikki. That, that blow my uh, that blows my mind the most. Mm. Wow, you could percolate. You could think about it. My nephew, Aww. my two-year-old nephew Dallas. He blows my mind every day. Do you get material from him? Oh my god, he's such a little drunk caveman. That's what he's like. Do they not look? I look at little babies, you know, who get to walk. They just look like drunk people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thank like you. A, like a drunk um, uh, Viking or something, because it's always he's falling over and he's like, Rah! that's what babies look like. <laughs> 
I agree. Finally, yeah. somebody yeah. who's on board with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're walking petri dishes as well. We're lucky you're cute because you're kind of gross. I agree. But he blows my mind. If people want to catch a show and be blown away because it's it's not the it's not the Nikki that you are listening to right now. No, I look, if you are, you know, easily offended, you know, I don't I don't say anything mean. I try not to be mean, but I'm a bit dirty. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit I say some dirty language, you know. So if that stuff if that stuff uh it, it makes you angry, don't come to my show. Go to somebody else's cuz there's lots of comics that you would enjoy and you know, cuz I'm not in the business of making people angry. I'm in the business of making people happy. So, if you like dirty words and and naughty talk, uh winnipegcomedyfestival.com uh, all my shows are up there and all the other comedian shows are up there. See somebody. If it's not me, see someone. I think that you're the only comedian who's ever come on my show who's not just promoted herself but promoted other comedians at the same time. You're li- just come out. Watch comedy. Be happy. You heard the weather. It's going <laughs> to be awful. So... <laughs> it's that spring, that mishmash of spring. Yeah. You know, wet snow, snow wet, wet, wet snow. You listen to her swear on my show right now. We don't say the S word on my show. <laughs> Nikki sweat, Payne. Sweat snow. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Tell your friends she still looks like Jeannie Becker I to me. I am going to tell her that AM680 thinks she looks like Jeannie Becker. Well, I don't know if uh, 680 thinks that, but Dahlia definitely does. <laughs> Nikki Payne, catch her at Winnipeg's Comedy Festival. Hey, Sean Cullen's going to be here Friday, and I'm sure that Nikki would tell you to catch He's him as well. He's so much fun. He is. Yes. We, we've hung out before in Toronto when I was in a tutu. Weird story. You'll find out about it Friday. <laughs> Thank you so much to Nikki for joining us.